I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards it, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black thing, is all I can call it. To Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. And good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch DTV for today's date, May 2nd, 2021. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with my co-host down there. Hello, Mr. Chris. Steve, good to see you, man. Glad to see you made it back safe and sound. Yes, I sure did. And of course, we have our guests in the in tow here with Mr. David Wickham. Hello, David. David. <laughs> Hello. And there's Mr. Campfire Cuisinart himself, Mr. Ron Bowles. Ron. Hey, Ron. Ron Bowles down there. <laughs> it's like a bad episode of of uh, was it Family the Squares, whatever. Hollywood Squares. <laughs> oh, but at least we haven't got, you know, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Wayland and Madam Flowers. <laughs> Anybody remembers that? Oh, um, I'm um, the only one with hair. Very true. <laughs> That's why you're at the bottom. <laughs> I feel like I'm growing a <laughs> daisies. Ron, you should join us. Uh, help saving the world by by saving on shampoo. That's right. So uh, anyway, let's no. do our nightly roll call. 
in the chat we had the one the only ot of course b is in the chat room today and ot b. got here and ot got here way before b mick was oh. here but he got shanghai in the husband duty so uh -oh. he has to eat so mick uh enjoy the meatloaf and uh <laughs> i see an enigma is here hello sir or madame I, I don't know what you are, but um, I welcome. see an enigma. Okay. I see. I like that way that it rolls out. That's there. interesting. Yeah. And Nikki, hello, Nikki. Walt Hi, and Nikki. little Walt are are in the house. Big Walt, little Walt said the fishing has been great. I'm and Chris, hello, I'm and Chris. Quick witty, Chris. what's going welcome. on, Terry? Quick how you doing, Terry Shields in the house? Jimmy, Trick, hey, who just Hi, asked Jimmy, Jimmy Trick has <laughs> said anybody seen Charlie Wonton? Mm. <laughs> oh. And of course, we got Pat Turner in the house. I was just on his podcast Friday evening. Welcome, Pat. Three long hours of fun time. And, of course, we got Sherry in the house as well. Hi, Sherry. <laughs> I don't know who that is. That is probably a spammer. <laughs> Kennedy Robert. Hmm. hmm. So am I going to have to go Robert Kennedy. That? He's an old, uh, he's an old uh, investigator. Oh, is he? Okay. Okay, fine. Good, good. And we got Tom Dixon. What's up, hey, Chief? Tom. How are you, sir? Welcome. Good to see you. So here we all are. And, uh, of course, we had that trip to Kentucky. And, of course, I was on a very tight schedule. So, unfortunately, you know, uh, Tom is a police chief in Kentucky. <laughs> and, unfortunately, I didn't I have enough time to swing in and, and see him. Otherwise, I would have an old compadre of mine from our ambulance days up here in New York. And yeah. uh, great guy. And, uh, you know. Awesome well, family I mean, man. Look, look where he's from. I mean, come on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And Robert says, nah, uh, yes, I'm still around. <laughs> well, 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 welcome, Robert. <laughs> okay, just Not double check. Just double checking. <laughs> I see a new name, and all of a sudden they're throwing links. I don't know. I, I don't still know. remember you. <laughs> so. But uh, anyhow, uh, you know, let's let's get on to a little bit of news and very sad news to uh, to bring to us today. But the the passing of uh, Tanya Knight, who is known as the She Squatch, uh, I believe she is in Texas. Um, you know, uh, did the conference rounds down there quite a bit, and uh, everybody that spoke about her spoke like you know she touched people's lives very well. So um, very sad news. She had a long battle with cancer. Yep. Uh, long battle with cancer and, um, you know, well, well, she knows the answer today. She knows, hmm. what, you know, that's the way we have to look at it at least. And, uh, sad news, but very young, so, you know, too young, too young, way too young. Yeah, I, don't know, uh -oh. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> So anyway, uh, we got a lot, a lot of bases to cover, uh, as you know. Uh, all four of us were uh, together at some point. Uh, Chris came down for my yep. my uh, my uh, lecture, and I'm sorry, I got to get a copy of that PowerPoint out to one of the people who couldn't see it. So I apologize for that being late. Um, I do have to get that out. It's just been uh, started a new job a couple of weeks. So literally, I drove home Sunday, got home. Um, and actually I didn't do too bad. I got home, uh, I want to say about eight 30 in the evening, which wasn't too bad. No. So, so, um, so I got home at about eight 30 in the evening and the next morning I had to go start a new job. 
Oh man, that's so, wonderful. Start your first day at a new job and you're wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, we, uh, you know, uh, so I've been very busy with the new job. It's kind of put me on a different work schedule for a little bit. So, uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of getting up at like five in the morning and heading off to work by nine or, you know, so it's like, so I'm not used to that work schedule. I'm back to work tomorrow. Um, it is what it is. But, uh, anyway, I've got a couple of more weeks of that before my schedule goes to back to what I'm used to. So, yeah. um, well, five in the morning, I'm still awake a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just going, I'm just getting up. Well, five, six o'clock. I'm an early riser because, but anyhow, let's, uh, let's press on here. So while we were all in, in guys, you, you were free to put your input on this, but while we were away on April 14th, there was a Bigfoot conference in Hastings, Nebraska. And I don't know if you knew what happened, but uh, let's, uh, somebody, I think, jumped the shark, and uh, here it is. Now, I do apologize. The video portion, at least on my end, is lagging with the audio. So, hopefully it's smooth on the other side. I could make out the supposed Bigfoot than I could him. <laughs> yeah, the Bigfoot was easier to understand than he was. Mm -hmm. uh, that sounded like a Yorkie to me. <laughs> well, anyway, so that apparently uh, while in the conference, Mr. Burtz have decided to... Uh, um, and I'm just looking at the video just to making sure that I, I, I can't tell whether or not. I guess when in the next video, I'll scream over there and see if the video is. Uh, and, and I exactly. <laughs> uh, so spontaneously, he, say he got on a telephone and made a phone call to his friend who put him on the phone with Bigfoot, of all things. And, uh, of course, Igor translated. So to me, this this is jumping into now. You're not just a naive guy. Maybe you are. Maybe maybe this guy's telling him that, and he is just so gullible he believes him. But what kind of reputable person has he become now? You know, I, we all had those inclinations. You know, during the the Janice Carter visits days, but this <laughs> just confirms it. Uh, you know, to me that hey, th this guy is completely off the rails. Um, well, yeah, I, that's kind of, I was thinking that when he was living with Janet Carter down there, Janice Carter, 
he's he's off the deep end there. Um, I mean, uh, I'm sure he wants to get the research done and everything, but uh, there's 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 a little gullibility. You know, you can't be gullible. You know, during the Janice Carter visit phase. We got somebody playing in uh, the podcast in the background. I'm getting an echo. Oh, no, to me, that hey, that, this guy is completely off the rails. Is that Ron? Is that you? <laughs> Ron. Was, is that? Hang on. Yeah, that was Ron. Ron, you got to turn that player off. It's coming back on us. This. <laughs> Yeah, if you're watching it on the uh, if you're watching it on on a screen, I can hear that and it's like echoing. <laughs> so I hear my own voice echoing back, saying stuff I said three <laughs> seconds ago, and it's like, huh, what? Ooh, huh? <laughs> um, but I, you know, I don't think that uh, Igor is a hoaxer or anything, but I think he's 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 being a little gullible here. Yeah, well, what, what concerns me, I mean, that is an edited clip because I I did not want to play the man, the guy's video. It is on YouTube uh, for those to yeah. see. Uh, all I have to do is go Google Bigfoot phone call and it'll show up. Um, and I agree, Igor has never uh, been credible, maybe in the 70s and early 80s because uh, he was hanging out a lot with uh, Dr. Dmitry Bayanov. Uh, but... He just, you know, since the the whole Carter thing, people started questioning his, you know, he admittedly said, I didn't see anything, but I believe it. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you know, um, and, uh, you know. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> Ron's having a little bit of an issue here. Well. So, but, uh, but I like I like Igor. I think he's a nice guy. And everything I heard him speak up there in uh, Ohio a little bit, um, but uh, a lot of times it looked like to me he was there to sell his books for what were they four hundred dollars or something like that yeah. for a book. I mean, uh, okay, yeah, I'm I have frugal. a I have a friend that was uh, a speaker there, and I haven't had the opportunity to uh, call him and. He posted some stuff on his, uh, like, you know, this is what happened. And he just, it was open for interpretations. <laughs> FaceTime. Why didn't he FaceTime Bigfoot? Maybe he didn't have an iPhone. <laughs> Bigfoot's a droid guy. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I was kind of... Uh, you know, B it, said that the, so B, B says Bigfoot was calling eight six seven five three zero three zero nine. So, so he's going to be a star of his own show, phoning Bigfoot. So finding Bigfoot, he's going to be phoning Bigfoot. But um, you know, they could take Bigfoot and do the "Can you hear me now?" and be out in the woods and be on the thing. Can you hear me now? Yeah. And yeah. walking a little bit further in the woods and can you hear me now? That would make a great commercial. That would make a good commercial. Maybe it's one of those 888 numbers that you have to pay so many minutes, you know, for Bigfoot to talk dirty to you. You know what I'm saying? How big is is your foot? How how big is your tree knocker? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, come on. Let's see who has the bigger knocker. (laughs) 
Ah, the Lord. You guys are killing me. <clears throat> and we have a few more uh, popping in, too. We got Bob Lemley, uh, Aaron Malenkov. Aaron, hello. Hey, Bob. Uh, Bob. Aaron, welcome. Uh, Dave Parker's in the house. Hey, Matthew Rudy's in the house. Hello. Good to see you again, Matt. And uh, who else do we have that we miss? Uh, I see, you know, uh, Charlie Wonton's back. <laughs> <laughs> who obviously put that FaceTime comment, yeah. which is brilliant. <laughs> Why didn't he just FaceTime him? He's a droid guy. That would have um, been good. That would have been good. So we're gonna, we we do have a lot. Now, hopefully this video will not lag like the other ones. I'm gonna We're going to give it a whirl. Uh, we can check it. This is going to be a little bit of a lengthy video, uh, but we'll, we'll start. Well, actually, we're going to start, and we're going to, after the, uh, well, let's talk about one other thing while we're here. Uh, let's. I got so many things on the plate here tonight that. Uh, but we have. Uh, if that, if you're trying to watch the podcast on YouTube or trying to see if it fits, just hit the mute on the YouTube. That should work very well. Um, but uh, let's talk real quick on the way back from Kentucky. Um, Dave, uh, David stopped off. There was a little incident in Cincinnati. And uh, we'll we'll play this video next, and then we can have Dave Sedgway into what he thinks and what he found out since. Because I know the police are trying to say they're they're monkeys from a private collection, but I haven't heard anything official from that. So, oop, wrong button as usual, Steve. So let's get that up there. They're just sitting up there. They were swinging from the trees. It's a monkey mystery we're all trying to solve. Hey, there's one down below you. Just in yeah. shock. Yeah. In Couldn't shock. believe it. The, uh, the, the whole house, my whole house, we all was just like, oh my God, there's really monkeys out here. Video Sammy Trin and Lucky Griffith shot outside their home at about 10 last night has the whole neighborhood, the apparently wild west side, talking. The pair says they saw three monkeys in trees and two more on the ground along West 8th Street near St. Joseph's Cemetery. And uh, I know the other pictures are showing. I, I don't know if you guys are just still seeing the title screen on, on our screen. Yeah, just the title screen. Yeah, I, I have no idea what's going on there. It's kind of kind of annoying that, uh, but I'm looking at the video, and uh, it appears the video is playing. I know the. Yeah, so I, I have no clue what's going on over there. So uh, do they think they were chimpanzees or something that would be well, well yeah, have let's, that many let's go to david for that because yeah he, he's the he, uh the, the thing is is anytime there's bigfoot or monkeys you know you guys probably get the same thing i got about uh, five or six friends who who forward me the uh email or the news report or whatnot and yeah. so i have to kind of take it in stride and, and just look at it and uh try to dig into it a little bit and uh, the whole idea was uh, when uh, Steve gave his talk down there in Kentucky, uh, that's the uh, cemetery uh, that I went to, uh, and that's in, was in the, all the news reports right there. Um, uh, they was talking about it on the way down going to the expedition and really didn't hear much because we were had our own thing going on down there. And so on the way back, I was getting gas. I said, oh, I wonder where this cemetery is at. So I Googled it, and it was about 15 minutes off the road. 
And I thought, well, you know what? This would be a quick little side diversion, stretch my legs and see what's going oh. on. Yeah. Uh, and so I got off and kind of looked at the map a little bit and uh, uh, had uh, decided, well, I'm going to go find this address because they had some different news reports had the address. Uh, and I, I got up to the address and it was Enright and 8th Avenue. And I kind of looked around and nothing looked like anything that was on the video. So uh, I, I kind of went down the road and looked at some more um, TV reports and they said Kilbert and 8th Avenue in front of the cemetery. And um, the, that was, they said lot 29. And so I went there and looked around and I found one tree that kind of looked like the, uh, the one in the video, but it was kind of all by itself and there was other trees involved. And I was like, well, this ain't right. Yeah. So I did the old fashioned thing. I investigated it. Uh, there was a yard sale near that uh, corner. And I went up and looked through the items and bought something for a dollar. And the guy came out and I said, Hey, what's this deal? That's this, that's the one that didn't, that was on in uh, Kilbert and eighth right there. And it didn't look right compared to the video. So I go, what's the deal about the uh, monkeys here? It was here last week. And he says, oh, you know, we had all these TV reporters and, and everybody filming from here. And they even had a guy in a monkey suit running across the street, uh, running around for the for the uh, cameras. Um, but uh, he says, it, that ain't this ain't the right spot. He says, the spot's a couple blocks down, uh, down the street here. Uh, and he says, right past the cemetery. So I said, all right, thanks. So I, I went down there and uh, took some um, still photos of the uh, news report of the uh, 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 young man and young lady who uh, had seen him and videotaped this, uh, the, these uh, pictures. And through just looking at the location, was able to find the exact spot that uh, they had seen it and videotaped it. And it had nothing to do with the cemetery. It was a empty, well, a, a, a lot next, next door that they were selling firewood. It wasn't even in the cemetery. It was off the cemetery. Huh. Um, so, you know, it was kind of funny because it took me a while to get to that point. But uh, uh, the, the, the cemetery, St. Joseph's Cemetery, is really beautiful. Um, it's well uh, uh, taken care of. Um, I kind of drove through there and then pulled up an old map of the uh, cemetery lots and uh, found uh, where the uh, 29th uh, lot is and started walking around there and didn't see anything that struck me, you know, well. Mm -hmm. um, looked at the uh, map and uh, saw that there was a bunch of uh, state uh, city parks down below that. And the one was... Um, uh, pretty big it was the uh emberoff woods and they also had a mount echo park and all these were kind of like a cascade down from the cemetery and uh looking at the map lo and behold there's the the creek that uh, connected the the, the uh, cemetery on the southeast part of the cemetery to the uh the uh, uh city parks the emberoff uh, woods and the uh, mount echo and that looks like any anywhere else you wouldn't believe that you were down in Cincinnati in that nice little <laughs> creek bed there. Um, yep. Uh, it followed all the way down, and then there's like maybe a block that they would have to somehow cross and go underneath the gutter, and then boom, they're in a in a very thick uh, park area. Uh, there's the the bold <laughs> uh, bold face creek. That's what the uh, name of it was. 
and um, uh, it was just uh, real interesting. Um, the uh, news reports had a lady that said that she had seen one standing uh, on the ground and that it had been standing and it was looking, it was uh, a little taller than the trash cans in the area. And so I took that as a, it's a moment to look into. And uh, I got some people staring at me cause I got a tape measure and I went to their city uh, ordinated uh, um, trash cans yeah. and I measured a couple of them and they had two different kinds. They had one that was 48 inches in height and the other one was 58, uh, 53 sorry, 53 inches in height. Uh, they were like, you know, you know, common. Everyone had the same trash can for the, uh, the, for the garbage crews. And, uh, the, you know, the, the one lady said that she had seen it and it was taller than the trash can. So that's taller than, you know, 48 wow. inches, uh, 53 inches. Yeah. That would uh, probably rule out uh, chimpanzee. Well, if you look at, if you look up, depending on what source you look into the, on average, the chimpanzee is about four foot might be a little bit taller. Um, but that definitely, uh, the, uh, um, another candidate was, uh, a spider monkey is what I uh, saw in about the right height. Uh, again, the first initial reports from the police officers, uh, and this in the cemetery officials was, uh, that, uh, they thought maybe it was a private collection that had been running. Cause there, there was multiple ones that they saw in the tree. And one was on the ground when they, when they were recording that, um, you know, I, I don't know about the, a private collection, but, uh, I would be very concerned, uh, if I was a city official, if I had a, a chimpanzee that a witness, I don't know the credibility or checking into was around four foot or a little bit taller. That's a pretty good sized chimp or yeah. spider monkey. And a chimpanzee could be very, very, I don't know, the spider monkey is a little bit thinner and, and a little bit more wiry, I guess. But the right. chimps could be very aggressive. And we've had multiple um, uh, oh, reports yeah. there in the news about, uh, you know, uh, injuries by people who had the, the chimps that went a little, little aggressive. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that poor woman who had her face uh, practically torn right off torn up right in right off. New York. Now, yeah, some of did. the other... Some of the other news reports, the cemetery officials said that they there was known a fact that they had a flock of turkeys in the cemetery, and uh, uh, police officers also said that they had they thought it was owl chattering, um, kind of like a barn owl doing their monkey chatter. But it might be actually be monkeys doing the monkey chatter. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, for me, the the takeaway. Oh, and the guy I talked to at the yard sale. Uh, he said, yeah, they have a problem. They're not handling it. He said he saw one cross the road uh, d down by um, Elberon Avenue, and he said it had a tail and it scampered. He says it wasn't a cat. It wasn't a, a raccoon. Hmm. It, it just kind of giddy up galloped, I guess you could say, on all fours. And then he said cool. he had a friend who saw it. Now, I, I didn't couldn't quite nail it, the park, but he said Elberon Park which there wasn't yeah. anything named that around there, but there's Elberon Avenue that leads to um, Mount Echo Park. So mm. he said that he yeah. saw, had a friend that saw one down there. So the, I believe that there's definitely a, um, uh, a primate down there. And I, I don't know if Ron had seen uh, Matt Moneymaker. He had posted a possibility because when I first saw the video, I definitely, or 
reminisce about the uh, episode they had in New York, uh, the New York episode where they had the juvenile uh, Sasquatch up in the tree that they videotaped. Yeah. And oh, my, so my, that, my. yeah. And now so that, that was actually down in uh, Modena, New York, which is way south. It's uh, just north of Orange County, New York. So, I mean, he put out, a, he put out his thoughts and I, the only thing I could uh, I, I would add to support it uh, as, as it was a, maybe a juvenile is because of the height, uh, mm. taller than a trash can. And I measured the trash cans and they were four foot or taller. So that's a pretty right. big monkey. But the other person that I, uh, uh, inter- when I interviewed said he saw a tail uh, when it ran across the road. So yeah, those are the two things. Tail. Yeah. So those are two things that I, I, I could add. But uh, it was an interesting, fun adventure I, I mean i saw it on the news all the way down and then have the opportunity to uh, actually stretch my legs and do some investigating <laughs> and and put some pictures together in a story was yeah. it was was way way a great payoff that's good so way work, to end the weekend. yep great work uh, here's my views on it is that if you just from listening to the, the the height of one the tail um you know, people calling them monkeys, not, not necessarily chimps. Uh, I'm under the strong belief that it, it could be some some uh, spider monkeys. Um, that would also explain why why there hasn't been a lot of uh, you know cats going missing or any other strange things like animal because chimps will get carnivorous if they get hungry enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know. It's one of those things that maybe someday soon they'll say, oh, here's one <laughs> or we'll capture one or something like that. And Ohio, of course, had that terrible, terrible incident a few years back where all those animals got out and they had to end up euthanizing very brutally all of them. And yeah. um, well, Cincinnati has got one of the larger zoos in the U.S. It's a sure pretty do. good sized zoo. So yeah, I'm wondering, you know, zoo, maybe they had something escape and they don't want to talk, don't want to talk about it. Maybe. Yeah, the, the zoo officials, they interviewed them right off the bat and they said mm. they did a head count and everything was accounted for. And a tail um, count. Nice but but uh, all, <laughs> all those parks, uh, they were kind of uh, interesting in that the middle was hollowed out for human use, uh, manicured mode, buildings, outhouses, right. everything. But right. the surrounding part of the of the borders of all those parks down there was very, very, very thick woods. I mean, yeah. you you would you would lose some skin trying to get through some of that place. And, and those are that's on the outskirts of Cincinnati too, isn't it, David? It's not like we're not talking downtown, right? No, you know, it's uh, on the north side of the Ohio River, and uh, um, it, it, it it was still a busy a busy town suburb. Uh, but no, nah, mm-hmm. d- definitely not the uh, brick and mortar of Cincinnati. Yeah. David, that uh, creek that runs along there, uh, uh-huh. what was the name of it? Uh, Boldface uh, Creek. Boldface Creek. Now, does that Boldface Creek, does it run through the town and then to a river, or, or is it just a dry gully? Uh, when I saw it, it was a dry gully. Um, but uh, it, I think it, it drains all the way down uh, to the Ohio River. Really? That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that, they they got some cover there. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, there were, there was one woman interviewed in the, in the news that uh, or the news channel that I watched kind of was blowing it off and making light of it. 
And they interviewed some woman who they gave a lot of airtime saying, well, I think they're a hoax or they're high or whatever. But there were just too many witnesses from two different, too many uh, different people seeing this. And it's just too easy to brazenly say, oh, I I think they're all smoking pot or whatever. They're all high. You know, I think it's very brazen and and not really called for. And I I think that was some very bad reporting done by by the news channel. Mm, um, typical, you know, wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Quick, what he asked, David, are there any caves in the area? Uh, I didn't see any that when I was going down, but um, um, the uh, I didn't get into the chance to get into the bigger park. Uh, there was lots of people there, and uh, I didn't want to kind of. Uh, I had Bigfoot gear on, so I didn't want to kind of go trouncing through the woods looking for Bigfoot or monkeys or whatever, and. Uh, so I kind of, I did look around though, but, um, I didn't see any caves. Gotcha. Okay. So where should we start? Um, I think this is a good segue. We will play the video with Chris and I will start with Chris and I, but this video is a little bit lengthy. So we'll have a bit of a, about a, a, a nine minute breather here as, uh, Chris and I will, uh, pick up where I first came into Kentucky and we went out and did a little little playing that night and uh, we'll run that video and then we'll be back and Chris can follow up with any uh, any questions uh, so here it is um, hey everybody guess what it's Steve and Chris on location for Squatch DTV. And here we are, Chris. Oh, yeah. Your native country. Oh, yeah. This is the stomping grounds. So here we are. And uh, so this area that, that you, you've got us into, yeah. uh, and we're going to be doing some some therming and some night vision work yeah. here. So tell us about some of the stuff that's going on over well, uh, this, uh, the area we're in now, uh, a friend and I uh, came here in 2010. And this is when we were first checking out, you know, because we had viewed it on the map. And there had been some sightings here and there. And we thought this might be a good spot, you know, after I spoke with you. Uh, we thought this might be a good spot just to try. Do a little tree knock and see if we could get some activity, you know. Uh, find out if there's anything going on around here. So we came here. When we first uh, came here, we got some red eye shine. And uh, there was a flash, uh, it looked at us, uh, it turned its head away because the eye shine disappeared. And then it turned back around and got a second look. And at that time it disappeared completely. Well, we pull off immediately. So we hopped out of the truck. And the first thing when the door opened, it hit me and, and, and hit him as well, uh, was this very strong odor, of a stench of like a, a wet dog uh maybe a swampy wet dog because it was really stinky and uh, so we got the odor uh in combination with the eye shine i thought wow something something might be going on here well uh we got out of the tree knocking stick and i had a uh audio recorder in my pocket uh, which was turned off at the time he had a audio recorder digital recorder which was on so uh i took the tree knocker and hit the tree I'm waiting, listen. I tried it again. I three knocks, rap, rap, rap. And after the second time, all around us, uh, it's like the woods came alive. Uh, we heard uh, just what I, what I, I 
it felt like it sounded like monkey chatter. It was a bunch of hoo, hoo, ha, 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 from multiple individuals. And we were just shocked. We were looking at each other like, you know, jaws hitting the ground. And uh, I looked around and I didn't see anything, but you know, it was evident they were all around us. Now, I went back over the internet and I'm trying to find other sounds like birds and stuff that sound like that. There's one owl, a family of a species of owl called the Strix rufipes, which I call a rufipes. But uh, it, it has a, a primate-like sound like that. But uh, I didn't didn't hear anything, uh, didn't see anything, you know, messing around in the the limbs that night. So uh, I don't think it was the the owls, but it's possibility, you know. But uh, maybe five minutes after that, we were quiet, and it was it was deathly still, kind of like tonight. It, it was really really quiet, no crickets chirping or anything, because it's still early in the year. Yeah, I mean tonight yeah. it's like dead quiet. Yeah. In here. Yeah. amazing yeah you could hear a pin drop and it's remote i mean yeah it's <laughs> well while we were standing around um we heard the sound of gravel somebody walking across gravel now we were the only ones here on this this gravel lane so we so started looking something. yeah it was just like a quick choo -choo, yeah. and it was gone uh, we figured it was around, you know, 80 to 100 feet away. And, of course, we'd look for tracks later, but you, you couldn't really see anything. It's yeah. just tracks and gravel. And the gravel's really hard. Yeah, too. yeah. Very packed But ground. we definitely heard some activity. Uh, we heard some uh, some vocals, vocalizations, which could be creature-related. Um, I, I tend to think they more were than they weren't. But, uh, you know, still having that skeptical side to me, I got to, you know, think back, well, it's possibility it could have been, you know, these, these really rare breed of owls that don't live in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, but then again, this area is rich in sightings. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's huge. I mean, yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, as investigators, that's what we need to do. We, look, we need to not only evaluate what you're hearing, but right. what's the history of the area? Right. And like if you're in an area where there's no Bigfoot sightings, why would you think that? Right, like, exactly. But now you're in an area where they've been seen, uh, they've been heard, yeah. they've had rock throwing, they've had all kinds of, the whole gambit of different right. types of things. Why, you know, now we can start putting one one together. Yeah, and you know, we were getting uh, responses to tree knocks, and uh, you know, which that's, you know, in the wintertime you could, chuck it off to well it could be the you know the, the bark splitting or the trees freezing and, and causing the crack but we would get uh, a distinctive you know rap rap you know a or, double rap yeah yeah and uh, a lot of times we would get uh, yeah, a response of a like a big maybe a one inch diameter stick break it really loud you know you can't really you can't miss that almost like a display yeah yeah i mean they they, they knew obviously whoever whatever did that knew it was really eerily quiet and so any noise that we heard had to be intentional and so this stick break pow you know it had to be intentional and my not my eye my night vision is starting to adjust now as i'm starting to look around like it yeah. was so dark earlier yeah. now it's like yeah. okay i'm actually able to start to see things yeah i'm um, not certain if we have a moon tonight if we do it's a uh, Kind of does it's look maybe like cloudy, cloudy covered a little bit. I do see a few stars. Yep, but uh, it's a nice partly cloudy night. It's 
probably about 50 degrees, which mm -hmm. is perfect for your squatching weather. If you look behind over there, over the camera, yeah. you see nothing but stars. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good sign, starting to clear up, no rain. Yeah. We were here earlier in the day, kind of a funny story. <laughs> and every we were gonna do a day shoot a little bit and talk and just come back at night and do the night stuff. But it was just a whole cacophony of different things happened. Yeah. You know, batteries went dead, it started to rain, people started showing up. So we're like, man, we, we'll come back tonight and do it. So here well, we are. This place too is not really great about batteries because uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, Scott had his uh, digital recorder on. And when I did the tree knock and we got to all the vocalizations there. And the first thing I said when I looked at him, did you get that? You know, so he pulls out his recorder and he said, oh man, my batteries are dead. Uh, I just put new yeah. batteries in it. <laughs> well, the, the good news is, well, the good news is bad news. The good news is that all the, the visual equipment has is batteried up. The yeah. bad news is, is that I just checked my recorder and it's missing the batteries and <laughs> my batteries are back in my vehicle, which is back at Chris's house. So, but we will do with this tonight again. Yeah. You know, that's what, you know, I always say, you know, when I don't have my own, all my stuff with me, I tend to something you always tend to forget something yeah <laughs> so but looking forward to a great night here looking forward to a lot of fun so we'll catch you all in a little bit Well, I think I have solved our problem as far as that. I think it played, played pretty well, yeah. You know what it is? Mm. It's my stream out. Oh, okay. <laughs> because when I stopped my camera, it was working fine. The minute I started my camera, it started to lag again. Oh. Maybe it's eating up the bandwidth. You know? I don't think it's a bandwidth issue. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have 400 megabytes a second download. Well, no, 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 not for, not for your bandwidth. I'm talking yeah. about for StreamYard's bandwidth. Yeah. 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 StreamYard, I think, is uh, their bandwidth is kind of limited on what. <laughs> so anyway, well, we fix that problem. So when we run a video, I'll just yeah. uh, shut my camera down. That will. Well, yeah. I love that uh, thermal. I love that thermal, and I love that uh, those night vision uh, glasses. Uh, I love those night vision glasses so much. I now have a pair of them. Yep. <laughs> and we're still working on the thermal, you know. Uh, I, I saw a few that I like, but man, boy, they don't. Those things are not cheap. But uh, I want to go all in, you know. But I don't want to have to sell my truck. <laughs> Chris, I got a question. You yeah. said you heard that monkey chatter. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, um, now, have you ever heard the uh, barred owls when they start caterwauling at each other? Yeah, I've heard them cackling before, yeah. I mean. That, that was it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does that anything like that? <laughs> the closest, well, the, at the very end, that, oh, oh, okay, uh, the closest thing I, that I'd heard of it was uh, that I'd heard to it was the that Strix roof pipes, and uh, that that was really close. Uh, that owl was really close to what I'd heard or what we had heard. And uh, the only thing that I you know had questioned about was they're not they're not usually found in Kentucky, so that that would be you know the the skeptical side of me says okay uh, that could explain the vocalizations. Uh, even though they're not native to Kentucky, they could have been passing through the area. You know, it's possible. Uh, but you know, the other, the other thing with the red eye shine and the odor we got, uh, immediately prior to those vocalizations. Now, I don't think that that was owl related at all. Uh, now if there'd been red eye shine up in a tree, oh yeah. But, but this was, uh, you know, around the, the human height or a little above, uh, and it was definitely on the ground moving away from us. And uh, that's that's when we first we first pulled up there. The uh, the eye shine it looked turned and looked straight at us. It's like uh, maybe somebody was looking away, and then when we pulled up, they turned and looked at us, and then they they turned and moved moved away, and another you know ten or twelve, fifteen feet, however long, and it turned back and looked. We we caught it again, and then it turned away again, and it was gone. We never saw it again the rest of the night there. Uh, but it, it was it was pretty interesting, you know. And owls are, are a big problem for for a lot of researchers, especially in Kentucky. Uh, well, they'll, yeah, they'll. I don't they'll think it's the owls that are the problem. Well, they they get to thinking that uh, those are our vocalizations, you know, uh, like you know the one guy over in the. <laughs> but uh, while owls do tend to sound. A little, uh, you know, eerie. Uh, they're really not nothing out of the ordinary, you know, around here. But uh, you know, th- those sounds—I'd never heard those sounds before, other than w- the closest thing I was o- over the internet that I'd heard that that Strix uh, owl. And um, you know, like I said, the 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 sounds were not coming from above us; they were coming from around us. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I tend to think I lean, lean toward more that that was creature related rather than it wasn't. 
uh, even even being skeptical about it, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind at all being if I'd had a, a night vision or thermal camera that night, I could have just scanned the trees and man, it would have been over with, you know, but now we're talking 11 years ago, you know, yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff wasn't readily available like it is now, you know, and uh, that's I one thing out. that I really... I lucked okay, out with the um, uh, Ohio Department of Natural Resources a few years ago, put out a CD that had uh, North America owls on it. And I have it in my car. And, and when I'm totally bored, can't find anything on the radio, I plop that in and just listen over yeah. and over again. I must listen that at least, you know, 50, 60 times. Not that I'm a, I can get to be an expert, but that I can get to maybe r rationalize some of their vocalizations and, and right. maybe have exposure to them. That, that yeah. helps me out when I'm in the woods. And I think that's a great idea too, David. Everybody should familiarize themselves with uh, the local, not only the local wildlife, but just wildlife in general. That way, when you hear something, you know, uh, somebody in the group maybe says, oh, it's a Bigfoot. You can say, no, 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 that, that, that's a barred owl. That's what that is. That's a barred owl. <laughs> and uh, it, it really helps to, and you know, improves your education, makes you a better researcher too. So I, everybody do the same thing. <laughs> Who cooks for you? That's Bigfoot imitating an owl. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I can't really agree with those type of statements. Uh, you know, well, I, I'm I, sure I mean, they, they, go ahead. Besides, besides just owls, like, uh, I know in Salt Fork, I was with a Alina group in Salt Fork and, uh, we heard a growl. I mean, it was a, a, a guttural. Right. And so everyone's, you know, hyped up, but then I started hearing the um, teeth gnashing and mm -hmm. I had heard about uh, bears when they get a little panicky that they start right. gnashing their teeth. And I said, all right, right. we're going to back out. We're going to turn around and go back the other way. I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for finding Bigfoot, but I'm not into finding uh, uh, Smokey the bear. <laughs> not looking for <laughs> bears. <laughs> no, we're getting out of well, here now. A little common, a little unknown fact that I didn't learn until recently. Bears don't growl. Oh, bears do not growl. They're one of the quietest attackers out there. Yep. Yep. They, they can, they gnash teeth. They smack their lips. They grunt, but they don't, they don't, they don't growl. Well, they, they can sure be quiet and slip up on you without sure you knowing can. it, you know? Yep. But, um, and, uh, there's a little talk about thermal, uh, Steve, Curious Cryptid, he will be on our show uh, towards the end of the month, I believe, on the uh, call. 20 seconds, so we're looking forward to uh, You want to talk about a guy yeah. that that is just super intelligent. Um, I'm blown away about that, about this guy. And another guy we're going to have on is Leon from uh, Bigfoot Okanagan, and um, he is a behavior guy. And some of the stuff, he, he blows me away. So these two guys, uh, you know... <laughs> Where he, they're just going to raise the bar as far as some of the stuff we're going to learn from those guys in a, in a few weeks. And uh, while I'm on that comment, next week uh, we're going to have on Tom Steenberg. So looking forward to having right. Mr. Steenberg back on. He is, he wanted everybody to know that he is now in the 21st century and has a webcam. And <laughs> All right. So <laughs> won't have to hold the phone to the, the mic anymore. Welcome, Thomas. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> 
So, so I think we forward. still have squirrels running our internet around here. Sometimes in the cage. Yeah, sometimes. So, I think we're going to move into the uh, the Kentucky Bigfoot Research Organization expedition that we're on. Of course, we're not going to state where we were, but a uh, beautiful country. Beautiful country. And uh, before we do that, I have a, a quick, uh, let me just get rid of this thing off the board. And uh, I'm going to put a little little mishmash video I put together of the expedition. And uh, then we can talk about annoying birds and uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, some finer cooking points of bacon. Um, and... Uh, and a uh, little bit of a of a um, response. So um, so here we go. Let me get that video file up. Uh, so here is the mashup. Here we go. Yeah, there's my little on the way from home. That's it. <laughs> Those two guys. Don't I look great in my pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good print. Yeah. Gotta have whiskey rose in there. Ron's still in his pajamas. <laughs> what? It was in the morning. And I'll say it was uh, what a great time it was. So, uh, you know, a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, some good, some interesting experiences and some very funny, funny, funny times. Um, um, also, we want to, uh, he posted it on Facebook, uh, Charlie uh, uh, and uh, had a big uh, moment this weekend. Well, yes. Uh, unfortunately, I think his father passed away a couple of weeks ago. Well, he had a second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he had uh, just a couple of days ago. Charlie got married. Yes, yeah. May first, Charlie. Which is which is one of the reasons why I didn't I didn't bother asking him to come on tonight because I figured you know I'm gonna give the guy you know first it was you know he had the death and then and then he had this wedding so I wanted to give him some room. So yeah, yeah. Everybody on his uh, Facebook page was going congratulations and yeah and all that good stuff and I I put on there. 
You sure she didn't do it just for the green card? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, oh, Charlie man. knew my sense of humor and laughed. Yeah. 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 To run. Um, so we, we do, I mean, David, anytime you want to pop in about your group strategies, but uh, the first night we all kind of went our separate ways. The next couple of nights, Ron and I stuck together. And uh, really, we, we had, you know, the first night was kind of quiet or yeah. some, some things. Uh, other groups, I don't know, David, if you, your group had some experiences. No, my uh, uh, the uh, Friday night was the only night that I had anything that was uh, anything that was interesting. But the first night and the last night, it was pretty much you know nothing. Right. But the second night, the second night was really really interesting. We went to Ron and I went to a particular area, and uh, you know Ron had a couple of strategies. Uh, number one, Ron probably has the loudest call I have ever heard. Mm -hmm. um it can rattle windows um i actually when i did the video for the response video i actually had to lower the decibels <laughs> on the audio just so it doesn't you know so somebody's sitting there they're listening to this that you know it's the first time i listened to it my my headphones went <laughs> ron's so, gonna have to make it up there to the whitehall uh calling contest ron would win hands down Oh, I I got my money on him. Yeah. But unfortunately with this trip, it probably it would, you know, it's like a two hundred dollar cash prize for the first place winner. So I, I think it would it would pay maybe pay for half his gas. Yeah. <laughs> when we had the uh how contest, I, I I put my hand up and said that Ron wasn't was was not eligible. It was not fair. Yeah. <laughs> he told me that I had to recuse myself. <laughs> and I think Ron threw that one anyway. So oh, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, of course I I did too. I I just went. And of course, we can't say what my call was just yet, but it was good for laughs. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, being attacked by the cat again. Go, cat. <laughs> my buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Morris took up with Steve while he was here. Yeah, Mor Morris kept my feet warm while I was yeah. at Chris's house. I wake up in the morning. Morris looks up. He's like, "Hey, you getting up now?" <laughs> um, uh, don't move those feet. I just got warm. Oh man! But uh, yeah, Ron, Ron, Ron. You know, I think Ron could. You know, if he didn't have a telephone, he could yell to New York. You know, <laughs> incredible, incredible. But um. So where do you, where do you want to start with this, Ron? About our our little uh, doohickey on uh, that Friday night. Because Saturday well, we didn't get much. Really, our group really wasn't that big. I mean, I think it was. I think it's safe to say that we we um, we met <clears throat> in a uh, you know because Missouri has it and and uh, Tennessee and all that good stuff. It was a it was a wilderness church, if you will, with a little. Mm -hmm family graveside and uh and they had small picnic tables and that's pretty much where we set up yep you couldn't and, ask for much more than that <laughs> yeah a good and, site with you picnic know, completely tables. surrounded by woods and the creek not too far away either and um you know and there really wasn't that many people that was with us there was you and i three guys from cincinnati and um uh, and the and a and three other people that uh, took off early and um, and of course, you know our our feathered friend. 
Uh, <laughs> the and, feathered uh, friend. Shall we get into the feathered friend? Uh, yes, by all means. Let's get to the feathered friend. Uh, by the way, folks, you'll have to excuse Steve being from the north. He's not. A, he is. He was not overly familiar with our familiar with our feathered friend. Go ahead, Steve. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on a second. We will. Uh, we will uh, take a look at. Here we are. <laughs> that bird would not shut up. It's the most dastardly thing in the woods. It wouldn't shut up. Never took a breath. You hear me walking past the recorder, going looking for it. My skills are in background, getting closer. You had your thermal on, didn't you? No, I didn't. <laughs> Silence. Oh, he goes. I would have shot it. Ring the bell. Fight's over. Yes, and that is the tale of the Whippoorwill. <laughs> okay, this is, put a little background on this. <clears throat> when it first started up, the, the my initial reaction was, "Oh crap, not not a Whippoorwill," because I know Whippoorwills are just absolutely relentless. Once they get started, there's no shutting them up. Yeah, and uh, and and. Uh, and Steve's like, what the hell is that? I said, that's a whipper. A what? A whipper will. Whipper will. Whipper will. Oh, my God. And he didn't believe me when I told him these things will not shut up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so and me and the rest of the people, we were sitting around where the picnic table was. And I saw Steve get up and walk away. But, you know, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, do you mind? <laughs> I mean, those other people that didn't see Steve, they just about jumped out of their pants. And so here comes Steve. He's coming back looking like uh, Joe Pesci from My Cousin Vinny after he took shots at the screecher owl. And he's yeah. like, you know, uh, you know. We and, that uh, bird left. <laughs> uh, it left. It, it started up about oh, 10, 15 minutes, but it was further away from us. Well, you're yeah. you're lucky that they didn't have two because they'll get you'll get one oh, and one yeah. tree over on Ugh. one side of you and one on the other side, and it's like a, like a ping pong game. They but with audio like one for real, the went for real, and they like they take turns, and uh, it, it, they're terrible. <laughs> they really are. Oh, I, I I went camping at Buffalo River down in Arkansas one time, and we had a couple of them, and it was like no sleep that night. Yeah. 
And it didn't matter. We got out. We yelled at them. We threw rocks at them. And, you know, they stopped. And then 10, 15 minutes later, they kicked back in. Steve, if you ever want a T-shirt idea, I would be the first one to buy. Would you mind and have you on it with the whippoorwill? That that is just hilarious. (laughs) That's a bad idea. That's because <laughs> that story doesn't get old. Every anytime you hear it, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I swear, I swear. When he goes, do you mind that whipper whip 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 what? <laughs> <I> mean, <it's... laughs> oh, I left him speechless. He wasn't used to. He wasn't. There was a certain level of sternness, yet politeness to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say it's it's hard to shut the you know what up, but never do you mind. You know, usually those things they do not sing during the day when it's no. sunshiny and stuff. You will never hear one, but oh, early right. in the morning and late in the evening, and sometimes you get your your night version right there. Well, and they will not stop, man. They will not stop. Speaking of night version, um, <laughs> <laughs> the last night I was there, Saturday night. I, I climbed into my tent for a little bit and this was actually in the daytime take a nap and wouldn't you know a whippoorwill decides to chirp up again and I'm sure like that some bitch followed me he <laughs> followed me now he's trying to get revenge on me I shut him up but then he that was his uncle that was his uncle Charlie coming down to, to figure out who who uh, bad mouthed his, his nephew <laughs> David Bob Lemley says the whipper roll said damn Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> Show those Yankees out too. Uh, oh, they you must have made an impression on them, Steve, if they come out for you in the middle of the day, too. So of course, Ron Ron decides to employ the bacon strategy. I had a little bunts burger and I got out a frying pan and we got oh, we got that bacon smell all over the place. We sure did. I mean, I got that that grease uh, just smoking on that frying pan, and I went around and and caught the breeze and just sort of let nature do the rest. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I think we have a video for that, too. Oh? Yeah, here we go. I'm aware of this video. (laughs) You're not aware of this video. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Cheap ass bacon, that's what you get. Notice the maple oh, bacon goes to the Canadian the Sasquatch. Bacon, yeah. <laughs> Canadian Sasquatch. <laughs> Look at Canadian Sasquatch. Jimmy Dean from Southern. I love that. <laughs> maple bourbon. <laughs> That's for me. <laughs> you had to take that picture when I didn't get a haircut because of the COVID thing. And then lastly, baiting field mouse with bacon. There's the bacon. Where's the mouse? around here somewhere. Oh, I think it shut off. Did we yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't show the mouse. I've saw it before, though. Where well, he is. There, is. 
There he goes. There he goes. It's <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it. Maybe. Maybe. So that was cooking with Ron. Oh, there's more to that bacon. Let me tell you something about your fearless leader. Uh, we were I, we had some bacon cooked, and I, I decided, I was like, hey, Steve, let's go over on the other side of that graveyard, and I'll hang some of that bacon, you know, where it wasn't, you know, petrified crunchy, uh, up on a tree limb. Yeah. And uh, so Steve and I, we, we uh, I said, I'll do this, but I'm not going to go by myself, you know. And carrying uh, <clears throat> bacon into the woods, you know. Right. Yeah. So we're we're halfway there, um, you know, on the other side of the, of the graveyard, and right in front of us, couldn't have been more than what fifty feet in front of us, Steve. Yep. Uh, you, we heard a a big snap coming from the woods, hmm. and both of us, you know, just came to a complete stop. We looked at each other to verify that we both heard it, and we shook our heads and waited a couple of seconds. Then I proceeded to go um, over there, and I found a nice, uh, probably a red bud or something like that on the other side of the graveyard, and and I and I hung it above my head, which has um, which is about eight feet. Yeah, and I hung it on the uh, fork of a of the tree, you know, about uh, about three or four slices of bacon, you know, uh, up there. And I looked, turned around. I, I, I was going to say, "What it, you think that's okay, Steve?" And I turned around. He didn't move a single inch from that first time we stopped from that from that <laughs> the snap happened. He was a good thirty feet away from me. Didn't move. I was thermoing. Oh man! I wanted to see what made the snap. I'm sitting there with my thermal yeah. going on. And Ron, yeah. Ron just yeah. Ron didn't say, "Come on, let's go." Ron just leaves, and I'm sitting there thermal like, "Oh, he's already." Well, by if the you tree. had the thermal, then you knew I was walking. So how good is that excuse? Oh, I wasn't going to watch you. You took up half the viewfinder. <laughs> <laughs> he had my back. I'll tell you that he had my back, way back, way well, the- back. That uh, when you hear that distinctive stick snap, I mean uh, that that to me, I really like that. That that mean that I yeah, think that's was, a good possibility. That's that's creature related. Oh, it, it was, was like, a good pop. It was a yeah. good, you know, it was a good. Yeah, and it's not like we heard anything like going like, you know, if it was a deer, we didn't hear anything else after that. It wasn't like yeah, no, or anything like that. It was just like right. Someone reached up and and just snapped a, a limb and you know. or, or something stepped on a on a on a branch that just went yeah yes. right you know stomped on it yeah yeah well was- uh, in in Kentucky you know I've noticed that uh, uh, prior to a visual sighting sometimes you'll have a big a snap like that and uh, also uh, a friend a friend and I went we're out we heard a snap. And we were just standing there looking around, trying to figure out where did this come from? What was it? Where did it come from? And then we heard a tree fall. So I thought, well, maybe, okay. It may have been the, the tree was falling and it, it popped, you know? So we're talking about that. Hey, but you know, how, how lucky are we? We're out in the woods and we heard a tree fall. You know, nobody, you know, everybody always talks about it, but Hey, we got to experience it. And just a, few, a minute or two later, another one fell. 
That's a uh, whale way well, made it. And one could uh, and one could uh, dismiss this as and uh, uh, one could dismiss this as you know wind or whatever. But really, yeah. I mean, except for a slight breeze, there really was no wind that evening. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't. Uh, our the when the tree fell, the when uh, Scott and I were there, it wouldn't re wind related either. I, I went back the next day to do a uh, follow up, and one tree was laying down one way, and another tree was laying down the other way. So, so it you know even there wasn't any there wasn't any wind that day, but even if there was, they weren't laying in the same direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, when I got back to where Steve was standing, yeah. Uh, I'm like let thirty me go feet away by myself. Well, I was I was uh, I was thumbing the area, making sure you were okay. Okay. Right. I was looking for the money yeah. shot too. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> kind of nice. We get the snap in there, yeah. something standing back there. Yeah, and I could be like, yeah. "Hey, Ron, you never you, there's a there's a foot over there, a big yeah. one." <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's kind of strange too because uh, in in this area the the black bears are trying to make a comeback, and uh, you know the, a lot of people didn't believe it. Uh, there are a lot What's of reports up, floating around. Hey, Maggie, there were a lot of reports going around of black bear sightings in the area, and nobody, everybody was just kind of blowing it off. No, no, man, you know you're probably you're thinking they're over at Somerset or something, which you know around eighty miles away. And, uh, but no, sure enough, uh, somebody came up with a trail cam video and it had a cub on there. Ooh. And, uh, so if you've got a cub, well, you've got to have a mom and a dad around somewhere. <laughs> got to be a dad around somewhere. You know. Yeah. With the possibilities of the black bears repopulating this area, Ron, I wouldn't want to be walking around with freshly cooked bacon. <laughs> well, especially not by yourself. Right. <laughs> See, Ron, Ron didn't know, but I actually slipped some in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking around. Boy, this whole area smells like bacon. I don't know why. It's the old the old joke where I don't have to outrun the black bear. All I have to do is outrun you. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> Well, see, that was the thing. I was hoping to trip him if I had to. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Oh, good Lord. Maybe not be the fastest swimmer, but I'm a hell of a tripper. <laughs> well, you know, that really, I mean, cooking the bacon, Ron, that, that's actually a really good idea because that stuff, that scent carries, I mean, for miles. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, mean, I, you I can don't smell I, it on the other side of that old tree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even if they weren't really close, you know, uh, I think they're probably going to get a whiff of that if the air is right. And they're going to come, you know, the curiosity, you got to get the better of them. Well, what is that? I don't know. It mm -hmm. smells good. Let's go check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but truthfully, we've heard that there weren't, weren't very many bears in that particular area. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was one good thing. Still, that would yeah. been a hell of a therm if we did get a bear. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, when I was in, uh, when I was on, uh, Southwest Pennsylvania over in, uh, uh, you know, uh, near Chestnut Ridge, I actually got a, a therm of a bear that actually we heard it. We heard, could hear it going. So everybody, yeah. so I pulled that at the time I was using my seek thermal, pulled that out and I could, it was dark hot. You could see it. It was actually standing on two feet at first when I, by the time I got the therm up and running mm -hmm. and that, that it kind of took me aback because, you know, when the issue I have with thermals is that when 
you know, you're, you're looking at a bear standing up. It's really hard to discern whether it's a bear or a Sasquatch, you know, because think about it, you know, they're both standing upright. They're on two feet at that point in time. So, you know, unless you have a really high definition FLIR, you know, you're like, okay, there's something tall standing over there. And it stood there for a second. And then I could see it drop. And then you could actually see the hindquarters kind of ungulate as it was bounding yeah. away. And it actually ran away, which was a good thing. Because we were actually pretty quiet. But I think he realized, wait a minute, there's a bunch of them. You know, yeah. so we were in a group. And we had kids in the group, too. So they were actually behind me. And uh, me and uh, uh, Sean Dennis were actually towards the front of everybody. And we were standing together. And I flared it. Uh, and, um, you know, of course, uh, after it left, I kept the bear mace ready. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that, you know, that, it kind of reminds me of that show with the uh, finding Bigfoot. Right. I believe it was like in New Hampshire or something like that. And Renee was, or maybe in New York, I'm not sure. And Renee was uh, going on how the, that area couldn't uh, support an apex predator. Well, then in the daylight, Bobo looks around the corner of this cabin area and goes, holy beep. And sure enough, there was a bear walking, yeah. you know, through the uh, uh, cabins. And I'm like, well, that just shoots uh, yeah. <laughs> her theory about apex predators not, you know, not being, right. being able to be supported, all that we got. Yeah. Yep. Uh, previous uh, time, the, this this uh, place that we was at, uh, this I've been, uh, I think, the fourth time that I've actually been there with one of Charlie's uh, expeditions. And one of, uh, one of the nights I had a, uh, a thermal... A uh, large uh, heat signature behind a tree, and uh, we watched it and watched it. And I thought maybe it was uh, peeking, uh, maybe a Sasquatch peeking behind around a tree, and it didn't move. And finally, this one guy's like, "Well, I'll go down there." So I'm like, "All right, I'll go left, go right, forward, 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 go left, go right." And I said, "It's right there. You're right at the tree." And I could see him clear. You know, he was bright, and uh, but I could still see the the uh, area and uh, he's, he's listening. He says, it's a honeybee. It's a honey, a bee's nest inside the tree. Oh. And the heat of the heat of the, uh, the bees rolling around was uh, the, the therm. Yep. And wow. it was really cool. So that was uh, something that I, I had seen and, and videotaped. It was really, as uh, uh, I thought, I thought, man, here it comes, here it comes peeking, but no, nope, just bees. Well, you know, a lot of people don't know, um, bees the way especially like the murder hornets the way the bees kill murder hornets and and other invading insects is is that they swarm them and they they get around them and they start generating heat and they actually bake them alive yep. so because there's actually you know uh you know bees nests are by far have greater numbers than say a wasp nest or a murder yeah. hornet nest so they they start killing them off. You know they have a lot more numbers than than the other the invading force. So they end up burning them and, and or baking them. And I was yeah. like, it's it's phenomenal how they do that. But uh, you know the only the only other uh, really killing way I I've seen that that fascinates a lot of me is the way you know killer whales um, kill great white sharks. So when you know they uh, what they do is they they use one as bait and they get the shark going in a certain way and another one comes up and uh yeah. hits it sideways t-bones, and yeah. t-bones them, <laughs> crushes the ribs 
So, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, nature is an amazing thing. So, you know, when I'm out there and I, you know, I'm fleering things or I'm, I'm using night vision, I get, I get really excited to get something, um, on those devices because we're seeing, you know, animals being in nature, nature, they're just doing their own thing. And, you know, like the bat, I mean, how you, you see bats, you know, once in a great while at night, because, you know, but when you got the equipment, you're seeing them pretty much unobstructed and yeah how cool is gonna, that he's grabbing mosquitoes off the the riverbed there the creek bed. i was gonna ask you steve because i can't remember was that a thermal image or was that a uh, your night vision image? that was the night vision i got the bat on the deer yeah. i got the the thermal on i thought okay i thought you know the those your thermals got where you can switch from white hot to black hot so i thought you might yep. have had it on black hot or something no but, no that, that was... man i love that i love that and we were quite a distance from that oh, area yeah. Yeah, uh, and yeah. That, that was the other uh, cool thing. And uh, Timmy Boy and Prairie Fire in the house. Hello, guys. And Dave Parker, I saw yeah. him flying a little earlier as well. So Steve, when, what was the, what was the name of that uh, uh, that thermal that uh, that the uh, gentleman from uh, Cincinnati had? That I was, believe he. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, I believe it's an AGN. I think it was an AGN thirty four, if I'm not correct. Um, or something very similar, a 30, 340 or 34 or. And it really um, wasn't that expensive. No. Um, like $1,300, $1,400? Uh, it is an AGM TM15-384. Yeah, that's it. Because I have it say <laughs> I have it say Yeah, me too. And, I had to look and, it up. And, okay, yeah. so I have a FLIR Scout TK. Um, and as you can see from the video, the resolution is not the greatest. Yeah. And it's also quite, quite honestly, it's a pain in the ass putting it in video editors because certain, you know, believe it or not, I have two video editors. The high end one can't really process that thing. Right. Um, yeah. But the, the low end uh, using Microsoft, um, uh, Microsoft movie maker um, actually processes it fine, but the, the resolution is not the greatest. This gentleman had the, this AGM uh, three eighty uh, TM three eighty four. And uh, which is available, they run about 12, between 12 and $1,300. And it's about the size, it's the same size as the flout, uh, the, the FLIR TK Scout. Um, the resolution is unreal. Um, the, the brightness is unreal. The, the, the range is unbelievable. Um, that's where you start seeing, and, you know, I'm sure the resolution of the video that has got, you know, in-house recording, just like it has all the other features, but yeah. it does have a couple of extra features that uh, the, the, the Scout TK doesn't. It has Wi-Fi, which means you can connect it to your phone and transfer the video right to your phone, or you can watch it from Bluetooth. your phone. Bluetooth. You, yeah, uh, it also has Bluetooth. It also has Wi-Fi, too. So if you're at the home network, you can transfer the videos, but it has Bluetooth as well. Yeah, Bluetooth. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's an app. But yep. whatever the person's Absolutely. looking at through the uh, thermal, uh, other people around it can get out their uh, get out their phone and watch on the phone whatever this person's aiming at, or 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 the tablet. Yes, or a tablet. And he wasn't kidding about the resolution. I mean, yeah. fo I focused on on a uh, uh, on a headstone that had to be, you know, fifty uh, seventy five feet away, and it was just. So crisp. It wasn't a. It wasn't fuzzy. It was crisp. It was like looking right. at it with your naked eye. Right. And, and wow. that kind of technology is wonderful. But something 
uh, that this has as well that the uh, the TK Scout does not is it has a tripod mount on it. Yes. And uh, the, the Scout TK does not have one. So you can mount this on a tripod. Or one set, of the sticks. Yep. Set it up in an area and then go back, you know, 100 feet and watch it from your tablet. Or put it in a hidden spot and watch it from your tablet. Or go into yeah. your vehicle and watch it from a tablet. Yeah, set up a bait like bacon, yeah. and uh, and focus on where you put that in, and and uh, and set. And as long as the battery holds out, you can sit there from your truck and watch what's going on uh, from your your iPhone or iPad. And the beautiful thing about that as well is you can re you don't even have to set that up to record on the device. You can set that to record on your on your device on your on your your. Uh, your phone device either on your phone or your your your, your tablet so you can sit there and, and record it well so you don't have to worry all you do is just turn it on go over set it up and then you see something hit that record button and you're good to go yeah this guy was telling us about all the features and this that and the other and i'm like the oh, other baby, the, the other cool thing dirty to me yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I remember you saying that um one of the the, the other cool things about this it has uh heat tracking Yes. So if something's moving, it keeps the crosshair right on it. So if something's walking, you'll know where it's going. So uh, yeah, that's going to be. I, I think that's going to be my my self Christmas present. It even had a thermometer on it, didn't it? So like it did. Yes. It gave you it gave you a temperature. Uh, the Flare TK does that too, I believe. If you put it into a proper setting, it'll tell you the temperature. Um, I don't use that because you know it, the range of the TK apparently is not that great. I'd be so, interested to see what this range is, though. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, well, I, I liked your thermal, Steve. I, I really did. And uh, as far as if you're uh, within a reasonable uh, range, it is great. Yep. But now, when you start reaching out way out there, okay, then it starts getting a little fuzzy. But now that's going to be with any of them. Right. Uh, What's great about impressed what the range this one had, though, yeah. Chris. Hmm. Yeah, this yeah, one, the, this one, this range, the range on this one was probably three times the range of the, you know, the clarity was, like those right. deer in the field that I was shooting, you would see right. them clearly, um, oh. and and things would also be a little bit more defined. Mm -hmm. So I, I think really, um, uh, you know, that's going to be on my list of things to get very soon. Oh, it already <laughs> is on mine. Yep. Self presence. <laughs> yes. Father's Day. It's nice having a new job too. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Like you know, I was talking about it, and I, I, I want, I want a nice uh, FLIR, you know, but I don't want to have to sell my truck to get one. That's the thing, and uh, I don't want to uh, uh, invest uh, a lot of money in one. But I, I, I'm not above spending a reasonable amount to, to get a reasonable tool because it's it's well worth it. We looked it up. It's like thirteen hundred dollars. I'm telling you, for yeah. the uh, for the you get your bang for the buck on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, everybody was uh, also impressed with the uh, the uh, small um, parabolic mic I brought. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, and you know, people, you know, we've talked about that before. I think uh, we mentioned it earlier is that, you know, some, you'll see parabolic mics for as much as twelve, fifteen hundred dollars on Amazon. Yeah. This, $40 parabolic mic works just as good. Um, if not better because it's less bulky. Yeah. Um, it's lighter. It's less bulky. Uh, it's easy to set up. 
It's already pre-set up. You don't have to put the mic in and twist any, you know, this, all you do is put the dish on, you're good to go. And the dish is only well, about your I noticed something about Steve. When he goes out on an expedition or a outing, he comes loaded for bear, man. He had a car load of equipment. Yes. And he's bringing this thermal. He's bringing these uh, night vision uh, glasses. And I'm like, I'm sitting here, you know, I got saliva. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love those toys. Not like uh, not like uh, the person that uh, Dave got to spend the evening with at, uh, down there by the river. Yeah, Ron Leatherman. Uh, what a wonderful guy, a BFRO uh, investigator from Indiana. And he is Mr. Gadget. Uh, it was like uh, he pulled different things out. Well, we could try this or we could try that or, or yeah. here, you have this. And, and I'm like, okay, where is he bringing this out of? You know, it was like this, <laughs> this, this portable this hole. All on his vest. Yeah, and it's all his vest. It's, it's like, uh, you know, if, he was, he, if the apocalypse came, I was glad to be in his company. That's for sure. <laughs> and that Jeep of his was decked out to, I mean, Oh, it was ready yeah. for it was ready for a landing expedition on Mars. Yeah, it, it, it's oh, got yeah. gauges and lights and equipment and and rations and and it was just it was unbelievable. Oh man, those Jeep guys! I mean, you could tell somebody if he's a Jeep guy and he's got one, they'll they'll have one that's really decked out with everything. I mean, and big wheels, big tires. And for those in, uh, for some reason, I can't post the Facebook tonight. <laughs> Never fail. Some days you can't post Twitter, but uh, that's just good old Facebook. But uh, for those YouTubers out there, I did place a link in the chat in YouTube to the Amazon um, uh, page for this particular thermal. So good deal. I'm able to, uh, in fact, I'll just pull it right over here. And there it is. Oh, there it is. And it's actually running a little high now. It was actually uh, lower. Uh, it was. It's up like fifteen dollars uh, from what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, but that three eighty four resolution. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When you start getting up, and and believe me, I've been looking at them. When you start getting up to the four eighty resolution, oh yes, now you're taking out a mortgage. Well, uh, like, like, 6, uh, 000, 8, 000, uh, 9, but when, when you think about it, it's kind of like night vision. Uh, you know, when you go yeah. up another grade, it's the, the, the jump is phenomenal. It's exponential. Yeah. So, yeah. well, uh, you know, dude, I had one of those little, uh, uh, should I hit it? Push, 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 push. <laughs> I had one of those little night vision monoculars that came out years ago. And, you know, when I look, you can't see anything through it, man. I mean, uh, now it, it was like, uh, okay, on our, our glasses that we have, Steve, uh, the binoculars, it's like when you have no uh, illumination set at all and you look can look out and see everything's just a little green looking, you know, that's about it. You know, that was about that monoculars. I mean, that's better than that monocular would do because you had to be really close. But now with these glasses, these binoculars, oh, my God, you hit level one. It's like, oh, my God, it's instant daylight yeah. outside, you know. Yep. And, and it's, it's not the green light. It's digital night vision, too. Yeah. So I was really yeah. shocked at how yeah. clear and crisp that stuff is. You don't have the green 
Um, they, like that a, was a. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That was a uh, Creative XP Glass Owl uh, that I was using. Uh, Chris has the box. You want yeah. to pop that box up? Uh, yeah, I was showing Steve earlier. I got me a pair of them bad boys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Can you see that? Yep. Glass Owl binoculars. Now, they got the uh, Creative XP. Uh, I thought this was supposed to be the Pro. And when it came, it didn't say Pro on the box because... I wanted exactly the same one that Steve had. And, uh, but now the specifications are supposed to be the same. The smaller, the four inch screen and stuff is, is on this one. So I, I'm pretty sure that maybe it's just a different version. But now you uh, see, uh, Matt Rudy uh, suggested, you know, maybe some of the Russian scopes are cheaper. And, and while I agree they are cheaper, mm, maybe you'll find, yeah. but they do have that, that green uh, bit of, yeah. uh, of, of, but, both of these, the night vision and the and the FLIR, as well as the AGN, uh, they are all water. Re uh, they are all weather resistant. So uh, you look at the the night. You look at the uh, the the night vision binoculars. They are you know plugged to take some rain. Uh, not a hell of a lot, but they're plugged to take some rain. So you have to worry about getting wet for two. You know, you know. Oh my yeah. goodness. You know, it's not like a digital recorder where you get it wet and. That's it. It's done. Um, you know, so I, I do use that. I carry a couple of H2Ns. I have some other uh, small recorders. I have uh, three or four drop recorders, what I call drop recorders, that I bring. And usually what I'll do is I'll tuck them under a trail camera. And uh, so now I'm not only recording any trail cam pictures that happen, but I'm also recording the sounds around it. Well, you know, years ago, uh, a, a friend of mine, he owns a, a pretty good size gun place in uh, Lexington or Versailles, Kentucky. And he had some of these uh, military surplus Czechoslovakian night vision. Yep. And it came with a handheld spotlight. And the spotlight was probably seven or eight inches in diameter. And it was heavy. It, it had a big battery <laughs> pack with it. And you could shoot that out. Of course, it was uh, infrared. You could shoot that out. And, oh, my God, it would go for miles. So, you know, if you had the – it wouldn't matter what kind of equipment you had. Uh, if you were looking through something uh, that shows in, in, in the infrared, I mean, wherever that spotlight went, you could see it if it was a half yep. a mile away. But, uh, unfortunately, I did not pick one of those up to keep. <laughs> well, if you, you, can, you can get IR, uh, IR lens or an IR film right. that you can put over – and and basically modify any lumen worth of you know any lumen light. Yeah. So if you want to get a sheet of, you can cut it to the spec of your flashlight. Say you have a, a an eighteen hundred or a seventeen hundred lumen flashlight. Right. You now you put that lens on. The only thing is it does tend to overheat things, and that was yeah. a problem when you had, you know, halogen bulbs or krypton bulbs, but not right. so much when you have the LED bulbs. So. Uh, you know, haven't tried it, you know, haven't tried using it, uh, because I, I actually picked up a pretty decent one. Chris, you saw an action on the, uh, on the camcorder, um, oh, yeah. uh, for $11, this little, this little clip on, uh, IR light that I just clip on yeah. to the, 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 uh, the, one of the spacer bars I put in on the, underneath the camera. Right. And I just clip it onto that and it actually projects a little extra IR for the uh, IR well, function on the camcorder. Yeah, Steve, if you can, uh, after you post the show, 
tonight on uh, like on YouTube or wherever. Mm -hmm. See if you can include a link to go to those uh, those night vision binoculars because people need to really mm -hmm. check those out. Yep. That is that is worth the money and it's a very good very good uh, tool that that that's very I won't, I won't say it's inexpensive but it, it's affordable. Um, you you can get them for person. you can get them for about three hundred dollars or less if you're looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so David, uh, when you uh, uh, when you were with Ron, uh, yeah, Ron, uh, you, you that was Friday night too, wasn't it? Um, that was Friday night also. Yeah, we um, since I've been down there a couple of times, uh, I didn't have the the courage nor the training nor the equipment and i finally did my bucket list i i called charlie a couple days before we went down there and i said hey i really want to go remote camping down that one spot and he said sure we will we'll, we'll get her done and so i was going to do it by myself and uh ron decided that he wanted to go and thank god he did uh i really wouldn't have gotten it uh, all taken care of without him there so i was very very happy but uh, we had to skip out. Uh, we, I, I apologize to you ahead of time, but we had to skip out of your lecture and head down. Cause it was an hour and a half, three mile. Uh, we were doing a, a 30 minute mile, right. uh, down and, and back. And, um, we had already went earlier and set up our camp and got a pretty decent supply of firewood built up and then yeah. ran back to uh, dinner group picture. And then Ron started to do his talk and we had to hurry up and head back down there. And we still got there about eight 30. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's a long haul. Uh, I've had action down there before and, uh, the night started off really good. We had a, a I would say like a human yell. I mean, it was, it wasn't, uh, it, I thought it was someone had followed us and was, you know, cranking on us. Right. Uh, but, uh, Ron had the, this powerful, um, uh, radio and he's radio and trying to get a hold of people. We couldn't get even get a hold of anybody, but we had a, a, a decent yell. Um, we had knocks on both sides of us, uh, going off. Um, and I did a how and brought in about four different, uh, coyote groups, uh, yeah. across the river and one was a little bit closer than we we wanted to so we built our fire up a little bit bigger and the only <laughs> other thing that happened yeah it was like the, the the fire of the the bonfire of gondor from lord of the rings it was like all right let's throw a little bit more on here um but uh the only other thing that happened was uh, i was going to get up and do a couple tree knocks and i went to a tree behind our tent and as I was approaching, we had a nice fire lit ring around our camp. And just on the outside of that, something took off away from us. And I was like, Ron, Ron, get your, get your camera, get your therm, get your therm. He yeah. came there and we looked around. We didn't see anything. And we're like, well, you know, it could be any of the wildlife that's in the area, deer or, or coon or something like that. But we didn't have any food that we were cooking. So I don't know what would have been attracted to us by food smell. And a little bit later, we were doing. Well, stuff. we had beans for dinner that night. Don't yeah. forget that too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and a little later, uh, we had a pea tree. I guess you could say we wanted to pee on this one tree because the way the wind was blowing, we wanted to go one way away from camp, but also to to challenge or or mark our territory. And and as he right. got up to go to that tree, something tore off again 
from that same area behind our tent, just outside of our campfire light. Um, yeah. And it was, it was something spooked. I mean, it was, and yeah. um, I don't see a deer. I can see a deer doing that just being curious, but I don't see it coming back. And again, we didn't have food out or cooking. So I, you know, anything that would normally come around for scraps or to see what's left, uh, they right. would do that after we went to bed. So that's the only thing that I could say that was odd or, or exciting, but we really don't have any more than, than what, what happened. And, and it, we both heard it. So, but, and then the weather was changing at about three o'clock in the morning. We finally went to bed and, and the rain came in and we really didn't have anything else that happened after that, but it was a great experience and I'm glad I got that off my list. So Dave, uh, just to, just to show people what a trooper David is that day you went to the remote camp. I mean, you went down early and you came back and then you went down. How many miles did you walk that day? Uh, well down and back was six and then down again was nine. And then in the morning we turned around and had to beat feet for breakfast. So that had been 12, 12 miles that, that, that there you week, go yeah, within, Damn, within 24 hours. And we're we're talking and we're we're not talking like twelve miles on a road. We're talking oh, twelve no. miles in the woods. Yeah, and so. and we were we were pacing we were pacing a, a thirty minute mile with all of our gear on our back. So like I said, I couldn't have done it without Ron being there. He was he was setting the pace, and uh, I was just trying to keep up. We had breaks every once in a while. We'd stop and therm yeah. a little bit. People um, used it, to it's always good to do it with a buddy. People yeah. used to pick on me for the all the equipment I carried in a vest. My God, uh, Mr. Leatherman carries like everything, including a Leatherman, <laughs> on in his vest. <laughs> oh, yeah, we we were we were we were ready for anything down there. That's for dang sure. Yep. Um. So anyhow, so Ron and I, the second night, we're we're going to show the other Ron. Ron, huh? The other Ron. The other this Ron. Ron. This, this Ron. Ron. Um. Ron and I uh, on the second night after the shenanigans with the bacon and the and the whippoorwill, uh, you know, Ron tried his nice bellowing calls, and uh, folks, I had to actually knock the decibels down on on his calls because I didn't want to necessarily. And he wasn't next to the recorder by any means, mind you. But I I didn't want people to go deaf on the show tonight, or if you're listening, David, to take the earpiece out. Take the earpiece like, out. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, no, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. You know, you have two ears. You know, I'm only plugging in one, so you're good. <laughs> you still have another ear. So let's. And we did get a response, and here we go. We're gonna get this fired up. So first thing I do is stop my camera. Oh, I can't do that until. Where is it? Now Ron's going to make three calls. That's the second of three calls. Or maybe that. There it is.
And that was it. That little... So it was at some distance. It always sounds closer. Oh, yeah. It, it, it sounded yeah. booming loud, actually. I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's remarkable, remarkably similar to the, uh, the Kentucky... Uh, the Kentucky sound uh, that they got on Monster Quest. Uh, it really is. Yeah. It was an unknown, unknown sound that they recorded. And there was actually two howls uh, uh, back to back. I mean, it just, just yeah, like mm -hmm. that. Except how, the how, for some reason the recording picked up more of our voices than it did the second howl. But if I remember what I said, it's probably a good thing you did edit that out. <laughs> yes. Long, how long was it till the uh, response after the howl? Well, like you just heard howl. it live. You heard it live. So, so that's how you know. far. Okay. Yeah. So it, you know, so you know, <laughs> it must took time for it to travel. I'm sure. But um, you want to hear it again? We'll play it over again. Oops, my mistake there. This is all real time, not edited at this point in time. Timeline was not messed with. So that was it. That was it there. So I'll play it one more time. But there was actually two hours. And folks, you got to realize that there's a lot of white noise that's interfering yeah. with that recording. But believe me, when you were there, that it, it was it was a hell of a lot clearer and, and sounded a lot closer than that. Right, yeah. I mean, I had to amplify that, so that's where you're getting the white noise. It's just the air just for it, but unreal. It, it really was. It was probably the loudest response I've heard, and I've, I've heard some bantering back and forth. Um, actually, I, I got one in Vermont actually pretty good. It was pretty clear because it was a lot closer than this one was. It was probably maybe a few hundred yards, uh, five, six hundred yards. Um but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know where the sucker was. Maybe on the other on the other ridge, I think. Because um, there was a where we were, we were kind of up on a ridge, and then there was kind of a, a valley a bit, and then there was another higher ridge um, across from us, probably maybe half mile. Okay, for folks that when he said valley, for people in the south, holler, 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 yeah, holler, holler. You know, and that doesn't mean hit me up, holla at me. Um, that means it's a valley. Oh, I didn't say holla. I said holler. 
but uh yeah i mean it was it, it was really really intense it was very impressive um and uh i mean we were hearing some uh distance what we might consider wood knocks and stuff and of course the snap yep. uh, that you dealt with and all that good stuff but yeah this one was probably the highlight of the evening up until when me and that other guy for for me anyway uh later that evening uh like i said we were near this old uh old country church and uh I, and you know nature got the better of me and uh oh. and uh and we and uh, so I went to you know uh, water. Take a whiz. Yeah, I, I went to relieve myself, and this other guy he went there too, and uh, we went you know we went sort of in front of the church and uh, uh, you know where this yard was, and we were basically we were facing you know Steve we were facing the, pretty much the same uh, direction where that where that uh, that those yells came from. Yep. Uh, but this was this was much later in the evening, and yeah. uh, and and we were you know doing our and we were doing our thing you know and making water and and halfway through I mean it just seemed pretty damn close it something went oh, right at us yeah. and I mean and it's a good thing he was standing a good 10, 10, uh, 10, 12 feet away from me because. We definitely would have had a John Wayne moment where you know someone was going to piss on someone's pants yeah. because don't both cross the like, beams. Yeah, <laughs> we def we definitely uh, uh, we definitely you know turn and just like you know and uh, and it, I mean it's just that one sound. Well, you know we we finished what we needed to do. We came back there and we were telling Steve and all that good stuff and. Uh, but yeah, that was a definite. It was it, it, it almost sounded like a dog bark, but it it wasn't a kind of yelp or bark, but it was like a a scot uh, like a, you know, and uh, you know we were talking about all that the next morning, and and I said, you know what? I said I think the best thing part of it is that uh, while we were doing that, we heard the the uh, the, the the cough or the bark at us. Instead of a giggle, <laughs> we could have heard it. <laughs> you know. but, uh, but no, it was it was really that was really something. Uh, Steve, when you get a chance, man, I want you to take a listen to that uh, that how they recorded on uh, vocalization. They recorded on Monster Quest. It's the episode "The Hillbilly Beast Attacks," mm. season four, episode two. Roger that. And uh, write down the 38 minute and 46 second mark. Yeah, that's the one that they had. I don't don't think I could share it. I've got my headphones on. Well, gentlemen, it is. We have nine minutes left to show. (laughs) So, again, it flies by as we are uh, talking here. So we'll, we'll go around the. Uh, the panel here and uh we'll we'll talk to david first any final thoughts on your experiences in kentucky and uh uh, it's always been a a a great time down there charlie raymond runs a great expedition and and is is very courteous to all uh newbies or people that uh, have uh, have had some experience 
Uh, a big shout out to the guys who do the cooking. Uh, you can't go away hungry yeah. there. If you didn't gain five pounds over the weekend, they do. Steve and, and, and John do a great, great job. Uh, and all the crew that helped out there. Um, but uh, the, it, Kentucky is, a, is my second Bigfoot home. I love Ohio, but boy, do I get excited when I get a chance to go down to Kentucky. And what, what do you have going on another two weeks? Oh, in, in two weeks, yes. Uh, I do have a little conference that I've been putting together. It's sold out. Uh, it's Sasquatch Triangle Conference over here in Coshocton, Ohio. Um, I have Don Keating. Uh, I've been able to get him uh, squared away to come out and, of uh, kind of retirement and do a little talk. And have Shane Corson from the Olympic Project coming out and going to talk about the nesting site uh, over there in Washington State. And a couple That's other it, right? uh, good guys. Yep, a couple other good guys. Uh, George Workman and uh, Kane Michael from the Hawking Hills and George is from Pennsylvania. So uh, we have a good little group coming and just going to try it out and see what we can do. Uh, trying to help out the local businesses in the Coshocton area. A lot of good support, and uh, I'm pretty excited. Well, David, I'll be seeing you along with uh, Tactical Bigfoot Research. Mike Ann will be coming uh, along oh, as Mike well. Warner. And yeah. uh, Sherry, of course, Sherry Lynn will be with us too. Uh, so we'll, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, David. <laughs> and we'll look forward to Meeting Shane Corson, of course. I haven't met him yet, so looking forward to meeting him. Mr. Ron, final thoughts on the Kentucky expedition, aside from the little snicker you got. Oh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed uh, uh, I enjoyed the area. Uh, to me, it, was, it wasn't that much different than being at home, but uh, as far as the terrain, but it was beautiful. It was clean. It was uh, very serene. Uh, the folks wasn't a bad bunch amongst them. Uh, of course, Charlie runs a good, uh, uh, well run ship and, uh, the people that did the cooking, you know, uh, it was, it was all really good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed it every bit of it. And I got to tell you that the, uh, thrill of it all is I got to meet Steve Coles face to face and Chris Bennett face to face for the <laughs> first time. Uh, honor was on this end of the table, Ron. Yeah, same here. Same here. Uh, uh, you know, they got to, we got. I got to see them uh, in action, and and they got to see me. And I, I, I told you I got a holler. That's pretty much you know that most people don't believe is there, but it's there. You're a believer now, aren't you, Steve? I never doubted you, Ron. I walked out. I walked up, sat down at a table, and. Guess who turned around, looked me in the face. He said, that's Chris, it's taters. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was fun. That was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm sorry, that David, that you missed my presentation. But uh, uh, some people found it um, interesting and thought-provoking. I believe that was the term that was used. Yeah, halfway uh, through that that trail walk back down there, I was I was second guessing that. I was thinking maybe I should just stay and listen to Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I've already walked six miles today or twelve miles. Oh, yeah, that that's a rough day. I, I've had those days too, David. I know I I know what you were feeling, man. Oh. Uh, even even if you're in good shape, uh, you know when you do it. Uh, a combined 12 miles in the woods in one day, the next day you're going to wake up feeling, Oh boy, 
oh, I'm sore in yeah. places I didn't even know I had. Yep. Especially when you're sleeping on the floor with a little air mattress in your sleeping bag. It and it, it uh, oh, yeah. the rain that uh, rain the next that night. Oh, but uh, Ron, oh, I'm, but it's always a pleasure seeing you. Uh, you've been nothing but a gentleman and a and a friend, and it was nice to see you again. It was good to see you too. It really was, and uh, I got to see a lot of people that I've I've met before, and and a lot of new people. Uh, some people didn't know what to make out of me, but that's okay. Half my family doesn't either. <laughs> but, you know, I'm always told when I'm first met, you know, boy, he's an intimidating son of a, you know what? And then like, oh, well, he ain't nothing but a big teddy bear, you know, by the time they get done. But, uh, well, uh, for the people that don't, don't know Ron personally, I mean, and you, you see him on the screen here. You don't realize this is a big guy. I mean, this is a big man. Uh, he is—he is a shaved Bigfoot himself. Uh, you know, I was worried about him bumping his head on the doorways here at the house. No joke. <laughs> what do you think I took my hat off to be polite? <laughs> oh man! And uh, for those who haven't checked out uh, um, Ron's uh, YouTube page, of course, his YouTube page is really easy. Just YouTube search. Ron Bowles. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has a great eye shine video on there. I was stunned by that one where you were on the bridge in Oklahoma. Oh, in Oklahoma? Yeah. yeah, that was phenomenal. I like that one. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So make sure you and check I, out Ron's I, page. I, give it a, a follow-up the next morning, too, which I I'm a big, big believer in that. Yeah. Yep. There's one thing about you know getting uh, getting video footage, freaking do a follow-up. Put yep. do something to yeah. show that it wasn't a bear or, or something. Do right. a freaking follow up. Yep. Yeah. Paradolia. Good advice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as for me, uh, being on that expedition, I will say it was so professionally run. It was such a great time. Everybody was friendly. And like I said, I think there was 56 people there. And I hope I made 56 new friends. And uh, the reaction I'm getting that. So it was a great time. I loved every second of it. Wish it was still going on, although uh, the ticks weren't necessarily kind to me the first night. But um, oh, I did pick off that tick from your neck. We did some primate behavior there. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. still got the mark on me from it a little bit. Um, yeah, are you but, still able to eat red meat? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the bad thing about uh, tromping around in the woods in Kentucky. Uh, especially this time of year, the ticks are out in full force <laughs> and man, they get you from below. They get you from above, you know, you just, you, you can't have it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Chris, your final thoughts. And of course, you know what to say at the end. Oh man. Well, I was, I was pleased, pleased as punch to meet, to, uh, to meet David and Ron in person. I was tickled to death and I also got to, uh, meet Charlie, talk to him for a few minutes. And of course, yeah, uh, as always, I already knew you, <laughs> but I enjoyed my, I enjoyed myself though, and I, I want to thank I want to thank David and Ron for coming on the show tonight, and uh, thank all of our lovely guests for coming in, or excuse me, our lovely listeners for coming in. You guys are so great, always the <laughs> the greatest comments, and I'll get to reading Ron. Sometimes I'll just start cackling and laughing because I'm reading your guys' comments over there during the show. <laughs> <laughs> if yep. it's the first time you've watched us, if you're on YouTube, please hit like, subscribe, share, 
you know, sharing help us caring. out with the search. Yeah, sharing is caring. And we appreciate it. It helps support the channel, helps get us found so pe more people can listen to us. Thank you. And, of course, uh, next week we'll be returning Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern with the one, the only 42-year research, in 42 years in Bigfoot research, Mr. Thomas Steenberg from British Columbia, Canada. And, uh, man, it's always a treat to hear some of the investigations he's done. Um, and now to see him, how he's in the 21st century, too, it's going to be awesome. Because uh, <clears throat> he was on the Squatch Talk radio with me on Friday. So, And then, of course, the week after, uh, not the week after that, uh, the 16th, I will be in Coshocton, Ohio, with uh, David, so we're coming back from that. Uh, no, I'll be coming back Monday, but uh, but I'll be in Coshocton, Ohio on uh, Monday. So I don't think we're doing a show or Sunday, so we won't be doing a show there. Um, and of course, Ron's got to play the whippoorwills um, in the background. I'm gonna go into a seizure. <laughs> um. <laughs> um <laughs> but anyway, um, I digress as always. I want one of those t-shirts. I want a t-shirt. Uh, I, I want one. I think I'm gonna make them. Um, but anyway, uh, great night, guys. You know, my friends. Uh, you know, and I love it because I get a room full of friends tonight. We had a great time. Uh, David, uh, Ron, we'll cross paths sometime soon. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and David, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Of course, the week after that, we'll have. Leon from Bigfoot Okanagan and Steve Curious from Curious Cryptid. Um, we'll have those two uh, guys on. Uh, I believe Bigfoot Okanagan will be coming on a little bit later. He may be on like at 9.30 or 9.45. Um, whereas uh, Steve will handle, uh, Curious Cryptid will handle that shoulder, uh, you know, weight to bear on his shoulders for the first 45 minutes. But anyway, uh, on behalf of everybody here, um, we want to wish everybody a happy and safe week. God bless. And most of all, most of all, keep on squatching. We'll catch you all here next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Ciao. Hey, folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless. And keep on squatching.